0: Welcome back to Call Me by Your Game, the podcast where I, your host, Connor McCabe, bring on a guest to talk to them about a meaningful video game from their past. We talk as much about what made playing that game special, what was fun for the guests and memorable, as we will, about the context of when they got into it for this meaningful time. A little bit of housekeeping up top is that if you want to check us out on social media, well, you're in luck because you can do that. We're on Instagram at Call Me By Your Game Pod and on Twitter at Call Me By Your Game. But on Twitter, there's just one Y. So that's B Y O U R. So give us a follow there. You can see what we have going on every week, what episodes are coming out, ways to support our guests. And hopefully, I post these on time. Uh, and then there's weeks where uh, I post it days later. But that's where you can track what's going on uh, and see how you can support our guest and what's coming for the show. Um, You can also support the show by giving us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, Let us know uh, what you are enjoying about the show, maybe your favorite episode or a favorite moment, um, or I don't know, even something you might want to see. And then that also helps our visibility, helps more people like you, dear listener, find us. You can also share the show with a friend whether they love the game we're talking about today or video games in general. Uh, and you can also check us out on Patreon. We're over at patreon.com slash super radio. And I don't know if you know this dear listener, but there's a whole bunch of additional video game content there for you to enjoy. Uh, not just from me and call me by your game, but from Jeremy Schmidt, producer of this show and video games, a comedy show, uh, the reactivators, uh, bonk boys. We have a ton of great stuff there. Um, and, uh, If you support us there, I shout you out every so often on the show, and I'm going to do that right now. So thank you to all of our patrons Burnt Pop Tarts, Garrett Morlang, Eddie Martin, David Danella, Derek Fushino, Nick Sahoya, Darren Lau, Nathan Edwards, Gabe Valdez, Benjamin Hall, Jonathan Thompson Wheeler, Tyler Dather, Mauricio Diocese. And Goblin Bomber, and we're kind of in this place where uh, if you support us, you get a shout out. Uh, that'll hopefully someday we have too many listeners or supporters to do that with. But anyway, Patreon.com/slash/SupernpcRadio. That'll do it for the housekeeping of the show, and we will finally introduce our guest. So please welcome uh, Drum Master Cassie Jerkins. Welcome to the show.
1: Hello. Thanks for having me.
0: You're very welcome. Uh, sometimes I don't know if I did it. On uh, the episode that I know you listened to recently, I've but,
1: listened to a few Connor. Okay,
0: oh, okay, I'm oh. feeling pretty special. <laughs> um, sometimes I'll try to do a fun intro for the guest. I used to always do it, and now it's uh, I've, I've gotten really lazy about that. Uh, the sometimes rest of the you show just get
1: lazy. It's okay. You know,
0: you know how it goes. Uh, the yeah. rest of the show I take very seriously uh, and <laughs> don't skimp on. But uh, this was easy because that was sort of in the title of the game mm-hmm. we'll discuss a little later. Um, Cassie. I'm so glad you're here. Uh, I know you like I know most of uh, the guests on this show through the Los Angeles improv community. and here I bet you were just just so excited to hear how I have first you first came into my consciousness. Um, uh, so <laughs> oh. I'll share that. I don't I don't remember like the first moment that I was like, oh, Cassie Jerkins exists, but I think I first knew of you because you were on the team, uh, the improv team Parker Posey.
1: Oh, cool! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was on that team.
0: Legendary group, uh, with good friends. Uh, no one who's been on the show, but a few other people oh, I really well, like. Uh,
1: take the names down. I think yeah. you need to have Parker Posey, all of them on. We'll have a whole Who meet
0: interview all an at the same time. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't see how that could go wrong. Uh, mm-hmm. but we've got Katie, Nathan, Hannah Cannon, Gator, mm-hmm. Luce Tomlin, Brenner, Jen. Jen was on that team. Cassio, Jen right? Cassio.
1: Yep. Um. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Natalie
1: Benedict Natalie and B- Jillian Dunn Oh my yes.
0: gosh uh I just saw I saw Natalie recently uh at like a rare what has now become a rare clubhouse show for me
1: Right yes yes And
0: <laughs> a little over a month ago now uh but that was uh that was really great I saw I got to run into Hannah recently mm-hmm. at a at a birthday party but I I knew Hannah and Katie pretty well which is how I was aware of your group and then got to know who you were. You were, of course, mm-hmm. are around the theater uh, a ton. Um, mm-hmm. You, were, How many times were you also on – you were on a mess hall team at least twice, perhaps? Twice. You, yes, okay, yes. cool. Yes. Not quite mm-hmm. the Brian Rainstein three-timers club. Uh, <laughs> But uh, but who's in that – not many of us are in that elite Not class, many. So.
1: I mean, I'm very honored to be in the two-timers club because uh, I think that's a small list too. And, uh, you know, yes. take what you can get.
0: Absolutely. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, I I'd known who you were for a while. I don't even remember how we became friends. But eventually I uh, I definitely roped you into this, this improv practice group, which I've had more and more – I've had almost everybody from that – group (laughs) on this that like (laughs) truly ever evolving group uh
1: yeah I think that was like looking back I think that'll be some of my fondest memories is like joining a revolving group because I feel like that's such a great way to play with people you see all the time and you're like oh they're so funny and cool but we've never gotten placed on a team or the commitment of creating a team can be a lot for people but just like hey we're just gonna get together like a Wednesday afternoon in practice for a couple hours. Like what a treat.
0: Yeah, it it did I don't know if I really thought about that at the time, but I it really did allow for that. And yeah, I don't even know if you have I you and I have ever actually we've probably there's i I'd say what there's a good chance we've maybe done a show together.
1: Yeah, um, probably, but I don't know. <laughs>
0: it's yeah, it's it's gonna remain a mystery on this show. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, you and, and a few other people I don't think like other people I'm certain like no, no, I actually am like, no, I did perform with that person. It's <laughs> not important. But that's how I think I got to spend a little more time uh, around you uh, in general. But so that's, you know, I know you as as an improv comedian or just such a funny, uh, like, warm, uh, brave person on stage, too. Like, I feel like watching you is like, mm. Cassie's not afraid to do anything, which I I feel like yeah. I've gone through scary, scaredy cat parts of my career as an improviser. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I guess you were just a brave cat. Uh
1: I mean maybe maybe not always. Maybe the, there's like there was a turning point. Um Possibly. I don't know. I I think one of my favorite things when it comes to improv is like when someone like pimps you out or gives you a label, it's like, yeah. "Ooh, baby, go to town." Yeah. <laughs> like you saying I'm brave, like that I probably wouldn't label myself that, but if yeah. you were like in an improv scene, "Oh, you're going to get brave."
0: <laughs> yes oh my gosh it it, it does uh allow you a, a, a sort of like an additional level of freedom to just run with x it's like they made this choice now i'm gonna try to honor it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh,
1: it's like look i didn't make that choice i'm not forcing you to watch this they did it to yes me. <laughs> exactly
0: Audience, what do you think? Bad choice by them or good choice? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah.
1: It's not my fault.
0: <laughs> gosh, so funny. Uh, now we're getting into the nitty gritty of improv, which is slow over. I This show's been going on for two and a half years. And I would say by year eight, it's just going to be an improv podcast. Um,
1: surprise, surprise. <laughs> yeah,
0: right. Uh, but you uh, are a whole person outside of that world. You Absolutely. do other things. You have a full, full uh, three-dimensional life. Uh, who are you? What do you want? the listener to know that maybe we haven't covered so far?
1: Mm, um. What about me? I used to uh, host a podcast. I'm, one I of my faves
0: that I've shouted out before.
1: Stories but Shorter? Oh, it's the, one of the greatest. <laughs> Stories but Shorter was the one I was thinking Yay, of. Yay, that I worked on with your producer, Jeremy. Yeah, yeah. One, so proud of that. Um. Yeah, that was like a point too where, yeah, I think talking about going outside of improv is like what else do I love? And I was like, I love reading. I love short stories in particular, just something I always love. Like I recently read, um, men without women, um, by Murakami, which yeah. got turned into, um, a movie that really kind of doesn't have a lot to do with that specific short story, but a little bit. Um, <laughs> but what a treat just to have one of your favorite authors and just read like a collection of short stories. And, um, it seems like an easy way to try to get uh, published authors to come over to Jeremy's house and yes. <laughs> have them read a story to us and then talk about it. And yeah, it's just uh, another field that like, who knows, maybe one day when I'm like, you know, in my 60s, I'll be like, I got some short stories and I'll start cranking them out. But yeah. it's something I've always admired, but don't know like how they do it. So like just talking about their process and it's just like so fun to watch someone nerd out about something uh they love and and also when i was like oh we had this person on our show this person they're like oh my god i love them i know them like there's yeah. like their community of like just writers is is just so cool um and it was just such a treat to like yeah get them at that time and jeremy was so supportive and on board which was awesome and he scored it and it just sounded so great
0: isn't he so not to there's so much to celebrate in what you were just talking about but i'll just go ahead and uh celebrate jeremy for a second Mm -hmm. he he just has this whole secret skill set as a musician and like i remember hearing (laughs) yours because i'm pretty sure that you did your show before the call me by your game started so which Mm -hmm, he eventually he scores the music for this if the listener awesome. doesn't know, it's it's so good. Um, but mm-hmm. yours I remember being really impressed by, like, wait, who did the music? It was Jeremy, so. Yeah,
1: and it elevated it so much. And mm-hmm. and yeah, I think that is something that like, you know, we, we make stuff all the time, and we're like, maybe our family and friends will listen to it and, and actually dig it. And that yeah. was like a project where I had friends like reach out to me and be like, I binged the whole thing. Like, it's so good, it's so captivating. Um, and I I think 100% it was the score. And then I think Jeremy's just like has a great openness um, to him. We're just like gushing over Jeremy now. but He's not even going to listen
0: to this part. He's <laughs> truly looking for the part because he knows what the sound – I'll tell you, he knows what my <laughs> sound wave looks like on my file when I'm leading into break. So he's going to mm. miss this. But if he doesn't, then we'll know because he'll probably say something.
1: Yeah, yeah. And he'll be like, oh, my God, thanks so much, you guys. Uh, <laughs> but, But, you know, like we're inviting – A stranger over to his house you know to read something vulnerable like you need uh, a team that is gonna make people feel safe and open up and like never doubted Jeremy would uh you know give off weird vibes and hopefully me too you know (laughs) but I think I think that's like essential you know and and something to think about when creating a show is like uh have a team that you trust and like admire and I Mm -hmm. think you'll you'll go far. And, yeah.
0: Absolutely. I can agree. I can agree from personal experience with that. Uh, Yay. This really, even just hearing you talk about the show, I'm like, hmm, I haven't listened to it in like three years since you did it. May <laughs> as well just go back and re-listen to the whole thing because did you, how much How much of the show did you do?
1: We did two seasons. Okay. Um, and then we hit pandemic and, uh, yeah, I think like- Many, many people just trying to survive that time. Um, so I think a lot of creative projects like got put on hold. And then mm-hmm. what I, what we did was the first season was LA authors. And then the second yes. season was Chicago authors. So oh. I, I flew out to Chicago and like got a little tiny studio and had authors come to me, um, and same thing like read uh, stories. So Jeremy wasn't there for that, but again, he took all the audio and scored it, um, and so I think in my vision was I wanted every year to go somewhere new and like just get to know that community. And then uh, everything got put Ugh. on hold. And now I think with the job I have, I I don't know if I'm allowed to or not. So I'd have to ask and yeah. be like, can I can I do this passion project? Um, and that would be cool too, just to figure out like where where to go next. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Gosh, that's so interesting! Uh, again, for the you maybe had no plans to even talk about this of sh- your <laughs> podcast, your old podcast, but stories, but shorter is the show. I'm gonna deliberately put a link in the show notes, unless Cassie uh, is like Connor, no, don't please, do that, please, please, um, please. And truly, anything else you plug, whether it's now or at the end of the show. Um, but uh, that was another thing I really enjoyed of yours. Uh, anything else that you wanted to share about what you've been up to or what you do?
1: Um, what have I been up to? Um, <laughs> I think again, it's, uh, yeah, not to sound like a downer. It was just like surviving a crazy past few years that it got to a point where I was just like, I, I think to help myself was I'm like, I'm hibernating right now. Like, yeah. I don't know what I'm going to become, but I am hibernating and I'm letting myself rest. And then, and I think I'm now getting to the point where I'm opening up again and being like, what, what are the creative things I want to do? Um, but you know, full disclosure, I'm just kind of like working my job a bunch, um, getting ready to travel a little bit, which will be really nice. Yeah. And I think, um, yeah, I think a goal for me right now is like, I, I feel like i did so much live performance when i first moved out to la and it's i've been out here for nine years now and i'm like okay but the goal of that was like film and tv so i'm like focusing more on like how do i transition to that how do i you know make connections and build relationships you know all that like boring stuff but that's kind of what i'm doing so when people are like what are you working on i'm like it's all like behind the scenes of just like you know, which it's is a such a It's a bunch of bummer. Google
0: Docs and 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 uh, uh, script files.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and just like emailing people a whole bunch. Uh, yeah. You know, and and trusting that like the next thing is around the corner. Um, or who knows, maybe like all this will build creative energy where I'm like, I I need to make something. Or I I really admire people right now that are um like developing live shows right now, yeah. and like I think that's really cool. So. I, maybe there's a part of me that like will go back to that in some capacity, but at this time, I, I don't know. I just help my friends when they ask.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I can relate to a lot of what you were just sharing. To uh, ultimately make it about myself, um, please. <laughs> one, I'm also I'm like I think Cassie like a week, if not, le- I'm a right around the seven day mark away from nine years as well. So nice, congrats, congrats. to us! Thank you. <laughs> Yay, Do you remember club. exactly when you moved?
1: I moved, like, the day after Christmas, um, so doing the math would be... Like uh, 2012 or 2013? Okay, gotcha. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll hit my 10 years uh, in December. But yeah, I had just moved after Christmas, and I remember where I lived, I was able to walk all the way up to, like, Griffith Observatory, like, around like New Year's Day with my roommates. Oh. And I was like, this is awesome. Finally, I'm here.
0: <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Where did you move from? I actually don't remember where, if I've ever known where you're from.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I'm originally from San Diego. And then okay. I, I lived in New York for like a year studying acting. And then I went to Cal State Fullerton to get my degree. So I was in Anaheim and that I was in the comedy scene with like Charlie, Matt and Iffy. Oh, no um, way. Jess Euler. Like, yeah, there's a few of us that like we all went to L.A. and everyone else was like, you'll never get a show. You'll never get (laughs) stage time. Um, You all did. (laughs) We all did. And I it's so cool to see how everyone is like growing and like yeah the stuff they do i i admire all of them um and yeah it's kind of cool to think like oh wow we all like kind of came up a little bit like we were doing orange county improv like once a month on it at, at like a community theater and then yeah and then i think i i got my degree and i was just like it's now or never. And like, I just started taking a groundling class and one of the guys in my class was like, we have a room that just opened up and it's $350 a month.
0: <laughs> oh my God.
1: I know. I mean, it was so a shit apartment and yeah. I had no closet, you know, but I moved, I moved and that was like so, so great. And like, yeah, I think part of it was, for the longest time, was like, "Oh, can I afford this?" Blah, blah blah. But it's just like when the door opened, I was just like, "That's it," and I packed up and went.
0: Okay, very cool. That's that's fun. I I don't I don't get, always get to hear everyone's uh, moving to LA story. Um <laughs> yeah. you, know, you know, except for those who are, who are just from here. But uh, that's uh, yeah. that's so exciting. Okay, so so we've got that. Uh, We're both around the same amount of time here. I was gonna, and I was just gonna say, I relate to you on the felt like I've been hibernating for a while too, but also having Mm -hmm. maybe more of a sense of urgency now um, to uh, to do a little more and use a little bit of that creative energy. So I'm I'm excited to hear that that's going on for you.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Congrats. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Um, Well, Cassie, uh, before we move on to introduce the game that we're gonna uh, discuss for the main event today, did you get to share everything about yourself that you wanted to?
1: Yeah I feel great I have one random question that popped in my head Oh please When you moved to LA were you one of those people that Packed up your whole car and Drove out here Cause that's wild to me And I know so many people's origin story is that
0: You mean like without a place to live or not just not like, necessarily, like, like,
1: a place to live, but just, like, you drove days with all your stuff in your car. Like, me, it was, like, it was, like, get a little bit, move up, you know, like, I actually so it doesn't it, feel that, like, brave, per se, you know, like.
0: Yes. I had it about as easy as you did because I went to school <laughs> uh, in Azusa, California. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, you
0: know, being at Fullerton, you probably have an idea of where that is or, or yeah. know exactly so it is, yes. it's like 35 miles from here <laughs> so yeah. it was truly a day of my dad brought his truck down from modesto which is up north where i'm from and right and you a are tr- from
1: a modesto yeah uh, jeremy, oh. yep. jeremy
0: olson there we go my boy <laughs> um and uh he and a trailer he had and helped me and my college roommate at the time who lived with me we must have made two trips uh nice. and then with my car as well and and did it in a day. It was like, <laughs> yeah. no, not quite the like trekking across the country with all our stuff. Uh, yeah. It was easy. Because
1: <laughs> I think when someone's like, I moved to LA, like that's the story everyone imagines. But then yes. there are people like us where I was like, mm, it took a couple car rides. <laughs> yeah.
0: And I, also I've lived in California my whole life, which you can almost yes. relate to. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. I so. mean, pretty much if people say, where are you from? I say San Diego and I follow it up with, it's not that far. Yeah, I think because in my mind, I'm like, I didn't do that, like, trek across the United States. Like, mm-hmm. wild.
0: So many people yeah. did that. <laughs> uh, so, no, not quite. Uh, and, and thank you for asking. I appreciate that. I just had to know. Yeah. Um, my fr- and just to cap it off, my first apartment building was uh, on Berendo. Which- I
1: lived on Berendo. Did you really? Um, I did.
0: I where were you cuz I was like between Fountain and Lexington. So if you step out of your of, of my apartment, you could just look up at the big scary blue Scientology building. Oh, were you like north. Wow.
1: I was a little south of you. I was right by um the Santa Monica Community College. Is that what yeah, it's called? Uh, LA City college. Yeah, I was right there. Oh um, man. Yeah, that's so, so close. Funny. Hannah There's a lived few of us that lived, yeah, Hannah lived right around there. Um, I know some other people, I won't say their names, but yes. either still or at some point lived on Berendo. It's kind yeah. of a long street, but I'm surprised how many people have been like, I lived on Berendo. Yeah.
0: It's funny because it's like broken up by a few different yes. like landmarks uh, mm-hmm. too, but it's, you know, Berendo's been around the block is I think what you we gotta could say. You got to start
1: at Berendo. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, it's where everyone in Hollywood gets their start. <laughs> yeah. um, well... Um, Before we get into your general history with games, which I want to do, will you please introduce uh, the game we're going to talk about for the main event that you've brought on today?
1: Yeah. So I'm talking about Taiko Drum Master or Taiko no Tatsujin um, and uh, that's the game we're talking about today.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm very excited. Uh, one of the more unique games that we've discussed on the show. Uh, so it's going to be a blast. Um, but let's get into your history with games, Cassie. I'd love to know um, when the first time you ever took an interest in a game was, whether it was like a specific moment that you remember or if they were just around.
1: Yeah, my I have a very clear memory of being like five or six and. Mm-hmm. In- Getting Super Nintendo um, from my dad. My parents were split up at that time, but I remember getting the console. And then that came with like Mario. Oh, and man. then I think we ended up, we were five or six. So it was like Aladdin and Lion King. It was like any Disney game, we're yeah. like, bring it over. Classics um, too. Yeah, yeah. So I definitely grew up with those. And then I remember going over to my grandparents' house and my aunt, who is like 14 years older than me. So she was still like living at home, going to college, but they had like a Nintendo. So then that made me be like, oh, I got to play Nintendo. And they had like Duck Hunt Uh and the original Mario and Paperboy. That was another one I really liked playing. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So those were kind of like most of my childhood. Then Mm. my brother got a Game Boy. My brother always got, I was thinking about this the other day. I'm like, Mm. my brother always got gifted these games. And I was more into them than he was. <laughs> so, like, I remember stealing his Game Boy and playing Pokemon a ton and, like, oh, wow. being, like, I got to go buy more batteries. <laughs> like, yes. we probably just des- destroyed the earth with the amount of batteries we all oh, uh, gosh. got for and, our Game Boys.
0: <laughs> and I'm probably still contributing to it with different devices that I have. And I'm like, I recycle my batteries. I'm good. I good. promise.
1: <laughs> good. All we yeah. can ask is just recycle your batteries. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then... um. I got a PlayStation. Oh, cool! When I was maybe twelve or Mm thirteen, and I remember I had Crash Bandicoot on there. Oh, fun! And then I really wanted to play Resident Evil. I was like, I gotta play that. That's the cool game. Uh I got it, and I put it in, and I think I got scared within the first five minutes, and like never played it again. It was like way too intense. (laughs) It's those, but those early
0: ones are still spooky in the sense that like they look it it's almost like the graphical fidelity so low that mm-hmm. you don't know what could happen cuz <laughs> at any time so they're they remain a little scary.
1: Yeah, I would be curious to play it now to see if like I was like what was I scared about? But I just remember like just feeling like at any point something would just like jump out at me on yeah. the screen and and kill me like cuz I think yes. when you're watching a horror movie you're like oh, it sucks to be them but like in a video game it's like no they're they're coming for you. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah. So that's kind of like my early childhood. Oh, cool. With like the games, and then I think as I got older, it was like going to a friend's house and playing Halo for a little bit because okay. that's what everyone was doing. Um. And then, yeah, kind of taking a break and then coming back. Uh. Later with like Switch. Yeah. And then, of course, throughout all those was uh going to arcades. Uh, was always like a big fun thing to do yes um, yeah in San Diego there was Nickel City which I'm not sure if that was just San Diego specific huh. um, but that was like a place my friends and I we'd go all the time and like play all kinds of arcade games
0: oh wow so was this like a like a solely like an arcade uh, facility or was it one of the pl- like types of places where there was also like go-karts and <laughs> right. this and that
1: yeah, no, it was solely arcade. Okay, um, and I think originally to start off, it was only a nickel to play. But I think you know, inflation <laughs> and everything. Yes. Um, But there, I remember there was one, like, I don't know if you call it lane or whatever, of games where those were all free and that was like centipede i think paperboy was there and it was like very old school games and then some of the like more higher end games like guitar hero was like a dollar to play yes and then they had like the ticket section where you could you know practice your gambling and then win toys yeah
0: oh that's fun do you um do you remember at you said Nickel City was that what it was called? Yeah,
1: Nickel City.
0: Do you remember any um uh games that really stood out to you there that you were like, yeah, that that's my question.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think that's what got me. That was like my gateway into Taiko Drum Master. Oh, cool. Because my favorite games were like The Guitar Hero um any kind of music playing game I yeah. like really got into and um I think <laughs> I think as where uh, how poor I was growing up I fall into like I can have a console and a few games but we can't upgrade to have like the Guitar Hero or like the Dance Dance Revolution you know yes. you gotta you got, you got to have funds to, to get those upgrades so I would go to Nickel City and just like we would you know play there that's
0: um, so much fun
1: yeah so then when I went to Japan in 2019 uh You go to an arcade there, it's like six stories, and one story was just music games. Whoa. So, and crazy, like, playing synth, like, playing piano, playing, like, guitar, like, all these different, like, I want to say, like, a stimulation, like, violin, like, Whoa insane how many music ones they were and like i remember trying to play some of them and kind of getting it and then kind of being really bad at it yeah uh so then like i would go back to taiko drum master because uh-huh. i'm like this is i this is intuitive i can play this uh, yes and like it was also just fun to like kind of like secretly spy on someone playing that like clearly goes there every day after school yes. and it's just like a prodigy
0: yeah <laughs>
1: um yeah
0: that's so cool. Um, I I can imagine. I would imagine that like one of those floors with all music is just a cacophony of just sound the whole time. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how you could even focus on your game with all the noise, but maybe they they probably figure out a great way to do it.
1: Yeah, that's a great point. Like now that I think about it, I think how it kind of works is like you're kind you're not going fully into a booth, but there are definitely like walls. Yeah. Like, so I think that kind of keeps the sound contained. But as you're walking by all the games, you can definitely like hear it. That's fun. Um. Yeah. Yeah. There might have been headphones for some too. But okay.
0: Oh, I'd I'm love to, to put some now. grimy headphones that everyone's been I know using on.
1: now. I'm like in Japan. <coughs> they have probably burned them all. <laughs> oh yeah,
0: definitely. Uh, mm-hmm. for good reason. Um. Yeah. <laughs> that's really exciting. You you mentioned to. That you've been getting into Switch, and one of the reasons that I reached out to you was because whether it was on your own stories uh, throughout the last, I don't know, recent history, or was mm-hmm. whether it was on Brian's, I've seen you've been playing games, so I was like, I gotta ask. So, oh yeah. Um, after I did some snooping and figured that out, oh, uh, I asked you what What are some games that uh you've gotten into on Switch, and when did this sort of happen? Was it pandemic?
1: Um, yeah. Well, pandemic uh everyone was playing animal crossing yes i did not have a switch um i had my 3ds animal oh Crossing. oh my gosh you have a 3ds <laughs> so i put my animal crossing in there and they were like wow we haven't seen you in five years welcome back <laughs> and then i like grinded on there for like a year oh um, i love that
0: that one is so i had a lot of fun with new leaf that is a fan- yeah, fantastic game
1: it is really, really great. And um but Brian, he has a switch and he had Animal Crossing, so I'd like go over to his place and be like, What's going on there? And yeah. like be like, Oh, I, I can have a cafe too, <laughs> you know. <like. laughs> yes. And I think there it took a long time to actually get
0: the little uh cafe on the switch one so you would have had that with and the switch yeah. didn't have it yet for whatever yes. reason
1: yeah i think that was the one thing i held over that friend group was like i'm like i got a cafe yeah, i can make like, a coffee what? for guests yeah yeah <laughs> that's great um yeah so i still don't own a switch brian owns the switch yes uh that that might change at some point because as more games come out where it's like oh we could both play together Mm -hmm. but having separate consoles so yeah i'm sure it'll get to that point um but for the most part it's just been me playing on his switch and for my birthday which was in april he got me kirby oh Um, yes
0: i saw you're playing that happy boy yeah
1: thank you thank you what day are you i'm april 24th
0: very cool awesome
1: (laughs) yeah um But yeah, I forgot to mention Kirby uh, Superstar was like another Super Nintendo game I played all the time. So knowing they're bringing back Kirby, I was like, I got to play that. Plus, you can suck up a car and drive around and like, yes, are you playing it?
0: No, but I do want to like as soon as it was announced, I was like, I'm in and then I will have streaks throughout the year where I'm just playing old stuff. And yeah, i sure. heavily in one of those now. But I want but I've heard it's f- so much fun.
1: It's so much fun. And I think it's perfect for like someone like me where it's like it's it's like you can play it essentially on easy and like go mm-hmm. all the way through and go to the end, but you can go back and like master each level. Okay. So if you wanna play it expert style like it's the game is written that way of like, cause at the end of each level, they'll say you accomplished these goals, but you didn't get this one or this one, or you only got three out of the five of this. So it's like, you can totally go back yeah. and like try to do that. And there's like timers and stuff where it's just like, okay, you can be super good at this or you could be more of a casual player. Like I am where it's like, Oh cool. I'm like making progress and not getting frustrated. Um, and kind of like half-assing the game, but it's great. <laughs> but yeah, it works for you. Um,
0: mm-hmm. I find I do that with a lot of games that mark your progress through a level or a course. Uh, like a lot of the new the new Super Mario Brothers games, which is that's like the actual title is New Super Mario Brothers. They'll tell you at the end of one, like, did you get the three big star coins? And sometimes I'll go for those and other times, yeah. like if I see them or can find them – but I've never been someone that I'm like, I have to get every single one, just personally. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, yeah. I did it and I had fun.
1: Yes, yes, yeah, I'm like that too. And I think that is like a very Nintendo thing to like be like, but did you get it all? Yeah, true. Really... It also feels very Japanese to me to be like, but you gotta be the champion, right? So yeah. get back in there. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> gosh. Uh, so you've been um, enjoying... Kirby, did you play the it all the way through on the easy mode and have you been going back through on the other mode? Is that why you brought that up?
1: Um, I am still like maybe halfway through it, maybe a little cool. bit more. But I think the progress reports, and it's easy to like go back to a level and they'll be like, you need to do all this. So gotcha. I could see me wanting to do that. I could also see me like finishing the game and being like satisfied and then moving on to like the next thing. Totally. Um yeah. Very yeah. cool.
0: Um, mm-hmm. The last real question that I have for you, uh, assuming there was nothing like you missed throughout your history that you got to share. And if there is, please <laughs> interrupt. Um, has there been another game besides the ones you've mentioned in the last maybe couple years that uh, you've really enjoyed your time with?
1: Hmm. Um, well, definitely late to the game, but I mean, Mario Party is very fun. Oh, fun. Uh,
0: Which one are are you playing? Super Mario Party or Mario Party Superstars?
1: (laughs) I have no idea.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Do you? uh, Here's an here's one more question. Uh, Do you know if they're like, oh, these are because Superstars has the old boards from the Nintendo 64 Mm. and the GameCube? And that maybe Mm. that's not even clear either. Um, I yeah I don't I
1: know nev- I didn't play with those consoles so I don't know I I kind of did N sixty four a little bit like yeah. the kid across the street had one so we'd always be like hey you, you want to play video games today yes and he'd be like nah I'm good and we're like okay yeah. cool 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 cool, cool. Uh, but if you want to <laughs> but if you want to like I'll just I mean I'll just sit here and watch you play because uh, it looks so cool yeah um, and then GameCube I never had um, I think though what turned me on to Mario Party. Is we were like, we had a road trip back from like Florida to LA and we stopped in Houston, Texas, where my cousins live. And oh. they have a kid, Calvin, shout out to Calvin, who's 10 years old. Nice. And he just wanted to play Mario Party with us. So, like, it was like, there was like dancing competitions and like, it was just, it was just like a great way to bond with him. And then we've had like people over and we'll all play it together. And it's just like something, A very easy way to like get everybody on board and play. Yeah, Um, yeah. But that's
0: I love that about those games. I don't play them often enough, but I've I've had plenty of time with them, and they are if you can get a group to just sit down and play, um, it's fun. Especially because you can zone out when it's not your turn. Mm -hmm. You all can. it, It it breeds like both camaraderie and also just like uh the chance to ruin a friendship because there's so much <laughs> chaos involved and anything can change mm-hmm. at any moment um that is really fun uh okay very cool well assuming there's nothing big that we missed um we'll go ahead and take a uh, quick break but then when we come back we'll talk about all things uh that you'd like to about Tycho Drummaster Welcome back to Call Me By Your Game. Of course, here with Cassie Jerkins to discuss uh, Tycho Drum Master. Cassie, hello and welcome back.
1: Thanks for having me back.
0: You are so welcome. Um, As I told you before the show, before we get into your personal experience with this game, uh, we're going to just chat briefly about what the heck this game is and a little bit of historical context for it. Um, So like I said before the show as well. If you wanna jump in at any point and uh, share, feel free to interrupt me. Otherwise I'm probably just gonna be reading from this here Wikipedia page. so uh, Taiko Drum Master Also like Cassie said Taiko no Tatsujin uh, Is a series of rhythm games Created by Namco In the games players simulate playing a Taiko drum In time with the music uh, And uh, Cassie Can you describe to us What a Taiko drum is I mean the surface looks Very drum like but I'd, if there's anything Specific that you know about I'd love to hear
1: Um, I would just say Like visually it's like a very large drum like Mm -hmm. maybe you would uh like kind of liken it to seeing it like at a drum circle Mm. but it's so big that you would play it with like two sticks instead of with your hands yeah um instead of like bongos (laughs) and hands yeah yeah so it's not bongos you have these sticks which is very fun um and yeah just makes like a very powerful sound uh, I'm sure there's a very rich history of it. I I, <laughs> that was, I failed to look it up. <laughs> that was
0: already more than enough. Uh, that, that helps uh, paint a little picture for us. Um, it's very easy. It's very easy. Google uh, Taiko for the listener, as you'll probably see in the title of this episode, is T-A-I-K-O. Um, mm-hmm. You'll probably recognize it when you see it. Um, the series has released games for the arcade, um, which we're going to hear a little bit about today, and for console and mobile platforms. Including, and this is a lot of these, uh, PlayStation 2, something I have no idea uh, of what it what it is, which is the advanced Pico Bina, that sounds like a fake console, uh, <laughs> PlayStation Portable, Nintendo DS, Wii, 3DS, Wii U, the Vita, PS4, Switch, Xbox One, Series X, Windows, iOS, Android, and uh, for Japanese feature phones. Um while the series is mainly designed for use within Japan, there are also localized versions for other regions, including English, Chinese, and Korean language. Um, the, uh, for the listener, I know we've already said it's a it's a, a rhythm music game, so you're probably familiar with your Guitar Heroes. Uh, even the Donkey Konga series, which is you actually play with bongos as mm-hmm. the, the notes fly across the screen. This is one of those where you're trying mm-hmm. to time it up, often playing um, music uh, from I mean, literally playing music from pop culture, depending on the version you're playing. Of course, if you're playing like a North American version, it's going to be stuff like it could be anything from who knows the Jackson 5 to uh, <laughs> if there are any other bands that have ever been existed, them as well. Uh, mm-hmm. And then uh, <laughs> probably uh, musicians and bands local to other uh, countries. Um But yeah, so is there anything, I mean, other than what we've just shared uh, that you think it would be important to share just about the history and context of of like what the actual game is?
1: Yeah. I think one thing I would note is like, because we said it's a large drum with two sticks Mm -hmm. and like... There are, like, parts of the drum that you specifically have to hit. So it's mm-hmm. not like you're just hitting the middle of it repeatedly. Oh, yes. um, you also, like, have to hit it on the side. And, like, there's just, like, specific, like like, rhythms or styles you have to kind of master over time. And, like, yeah. it definitely starts, like, easy and then gets, like way way harder yeah um yeah so i think i i think that's just something i wanted to mention that it's like not just you're just hitting it in one spot because i think people will be like why is that fun but yeah. then <laughs> there's other like parts of the drum you have to hit and the graphics are super cute um yes. which makes it really fun and yeah, there's like just different um, – there's there's just a variety of songs. So you can do something that's like more drumming traditional or suddenly it's like – yeah, I haven't played in America, but who knows? Maybe there is like a Katy Perry song or something. Uh,
0: that is truly an artist that I was thinking about naming and I didn't, but that would be such an easy choice. Uh, but you I, chose Jackson 5. <laughs> uh, sorry, Katy. Um, yeah, well, in fact – I noticed while watching some videos on this game that I think uh, as the notes fly by, the right side of the main drum I think is red. Perhaps I believe mm-hmm. the left side is blue. Mm-hmm. Then, the, like I did notice a player hitting the sides of the drums too. When yeah. you're playing, aside from the coloration and knowing which side of the drum, how does it indicate? Because I was, it was flying by so fast on the video. I was like, yeah, I the don't masters know what to look for. is like.
1: Insane, Yeah. You just have to like lock in. Um, But yeah, I, I want to say, yeah, it's like there's like circles. I think maybe the circles mean like you hit the actual drum mm-hmm. and then there's lines, which maybe mean the side, like there's specific like symbols that you kind of learn to I did know see where some it lines. is. Yeah. And yeah, I the was wondering if that's, that's what that meant. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: Cool. Uh, You can... I mean, you don't even need uh, like a little... Although I'm sure playing this with a Taiko drum, whether it's these giant ones you'll see at the arcade or like this port, these other ones you can buy for your consoles, which are a lot smaller, that Mm -hmm. is probably the most fun way. You can just play these with a controller if you wanted to.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And the fact that you said on your phone too, I'm like, what does that look like? Yeah. You know? I
0: I guess if you really like uh, rhythm games, uh, Mm -hmm. it'd be fun, but I... Would, it's kind of like playing Guitar Hero with a controller like that takes a little of the fun out of it
1: yeah yeah you want to feel badass and it's yeah it's an excuse to bang on an object like you yes. know and, and everyone's like yep that's fine that's what you gotta do you know totally um, um, this, yeah.
0: this is unrelated to this game <laughs> technically but aren't you a musician
1: yes yeah So it's probably an appeasing part of me. No. And honestly, timing is probably like one of my worst aspects. So I think, (laughs) although uh, I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? I, but you know, I've, I'm sorry, Connor. I lied to you. I, I did play drums for a while and like I took drumming lessons and I worked at a music store like my senior year of high school and (laughs) like a year after that. And um, it was a music store where it was like, we rent out like saxophones to kids who are in the high school band. Mm. Um, So I got like a great discount so I could rent a whole set of drums for $12 a month. Um, So I brought them home. I had nowhere to put them except for in my bedroom. So I just lived around a drum (laughs) set for quite some time and played drums until I moved to New York and then um, have never been in an opportunity where I'm like oh I could reasonably have drum sets again <laughs> yeah. and like not you know have everybody hate me maybe one day I'll have a garage and I'll get back into it but then like Tim who plays in the band with me hot hot fuss hot hot fuss he's so good yeah. <laughs> that, you know I think sometimes when you see like really good people you're like who am I kidding you know yeah but but banging on drums is super fun and you know like even just learning like simple like patterns or like here's a rock style drum here's like a jazzy like Mm -hmm. style like it's just very addicting and it's super fun and it's a great way to like let off steam too yeah Um, but I, i had
0: a good friend growing up in elementary school and junior high who was a drummer and had a drum set in his room and i mean i would just try it out and play around but i i can resonate with what you're sharing about how it is really cool and fun and you can you can you can uh of course it's easy to just watch a drummer and be like that's sick but then when you can learn just like tiny things like you were saying you Mm -hmm. you, you'd feel even cooler and you could be doing the most basic thing on a drum set yeah yeah
1: yeah 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 Yeah. like all i can retain from that time is very like simple like boom 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 da, -da -da like it's just never heard
0: anything cooler in my life (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> well if you have Tim on this podcast He could probably just like <laughs> Shred I don't know I'll have um, Tim on just to drum. play drums <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Be like we're not talking about video games Like we just want to hear you in the background Playing drums uh, But yeah yeah it's It's very fun I recommend it And then so I think Again I'm, I'm learning a lot about myself Is maybe I walk into an arcade And I see a drum set and it's like Oh this is my opportunity To just you know remember that time yeah um yeah
0: very cool okay well now that we thank you for letting me take you, us down that little tangent really quick because i did i was just like oh wait you're in hot hot fuss with uh with jeremy tim and is brian in it too
1: yes oh yeah, my gosh yeah. we've
0: had three of the four of you <laughs> on i've got i think i legally have to have tim on by the end of the yeah, year yeah yeah
1: this is so you contract. hear this tim newman uh <laughs> he's coming for you
0: um <laughs> anyway, thank you for going down that tangent and also uh, helping me walk through uh, some of the uh, important just information about just what the game is. Um, mm-hmm. But let's get into you know your personal experience. D- um, earlier, you were I believe you said that maybe your gateway into this game was the arcade, the the uh, Nickel City yes. in San Diego. Is that is that how this whole thing began?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. And I did fail to mention that at Nickel City, there was a drum game, but it was like, it was an actual drum set, like, but it was like drum pads. (laughs) And it was again, like you were like doing like Guitar Hero style, like songs, and then you were kind of hitting it and then you could set it to like easy, medium, Mm. hard, expert, um, yeah, again, I've never been an expert at any of these games, but I'm always very impressed by people that can do these games uh, on expert. They just become Same like with-
0: unconscious while they do it.
1: Yeah, yeah, just like in the zone, just like just going crazy, beating the drums or like I feel like Dance Dance Revolution's another one where like when it first came out, everyone loved it and mm-hmm. friends definitely had the pads. But there were people that like they were just making up dances on top of it. And it was just like, wow. And yeah, so I think that was, that's probably like, I do remember when like Guitar Hero came out and me being like, hey, can I come over and play Uh Guitar Hero? You know, like it, there was just something very fun. And I think it, it is like to play an instrument well, like you have to put in so much time and practice Mm -hmm. And this was like kind of a more like oh it's just a couple buttons it's not me like like a guitar you have to build like calluses on your um, fingers and like I'm I'm like five two I'm a small person mm-hmm. so there are instruments where even on the piano it's like I can barely do an octave which is. Um, uh, trying to explain this, but like, <laughs> uh, like going from like the C key to the C key, I want to say there's like eight keys mm-hmm. uh, in between. So uh, being able to do that like easy is very important because that comes up a lot in playing pieces. And there are even songs where it's like you want to have an even like wider uh, finger span, if you will. Yeah. Um So like, you know, there's just some limits I have with like playing piano or like guitar is like another one where it's like, if you have large hands, it's a lot easier to play where I can barely like make a bar chord, um, which is so frustrating. But then I get on Guitar Hero and suddenly I'm doing solos and it's awesome.
0: Yeah. The limitations are (laughs) for the most part, just done away with. Mm -hmm. Uh, And instead of having to put in, you know, like hundreds of hours to feel like, okay, you can put in like, I don't know, a few and be adequate at Guitar Hero.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's what we're all looking for.
0: (laughs) True. I mean, honestly, it it did it for me for like three months. So that's all that I needed. Um,
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So Um, were you saying that the the drum game was sort of like the first experience with something like that or like those types of games there.
1: Yeah, mm. yeah, and I think that was a game that like my group of friends like we would kind of like take over it and like just take turns. Yeah. And of course, if someone else came, we'd be like, "You can play." No, co- you mutually- can be honest about
0: being a bully <laughs> growing up. No, no, no. <laughs> Couldn't even fake <think laughs> it for a second. I love it. Um, okay, um, very cool. So when did you? uh I, I mean, I have an idea because we've we've brushed across it, it. Yes. but why don't you tell us about how uh you discovered uh taiko?
1: Yeah, so um in 2019 my cousin graduated high school and she got the present of like you get to go to Japan. Like that's well they're like what do you want to do as a graduation present and like um she's like I I want to go to Japan and uh so our cool. grandma yeah, yeah, um and both both of us she's my cousin on my dad's side my Mm -hmm. dad is half japanese and my grandma's from osaka so um yeah yeah so so she was someone that's like very embracing of her quarter japanese-ness and yeah yeah, and it was she's obviously younger than me so it was cool to be like oh like brin's like hardcore embracing this like why i can too you know because i think For older generations, I think it was even worse for my dad and aunt was kind of like, no, you're American, like assimilate, like just pass for white. And then when you're a quarter, you don't really look uh, uh, like Japanese at all. So it's like you kind of like, I don't know. It's like you have to make the choice to like embrace it. Mm -hmm. Um, But so... She was like, I want to go to Japan. And I was like, I'll I'll go with her. And they were, I think her parents were like, really? Like, that would be great. Cause then we don't <laughs> oh, have nice. to do
0: it. <laughs> yeah. it, it. it win-win for both of you.
1: Yeah, yeah. And um, I had like never left the country. So I- Cool. I, yeah, yeah. Did you like, have to oh. get a passport? Mm-hmm.
0: Oh man, and wasn't that fun.
1: It was fun. You know, <laughs> you gotta do that paperwork. You gotta wait. It comes in the mail. Take that picture. Um, but then you have it for 10 years, and that's Which is great. nice, yeah. Mm-hmm. it is okay. nice. Okay,
0: so you you said your cousin Bryn?
1: My cousin Bryn. Okay, so very cool. she was um, 18, and while we were out there, she, no, 17, oh, oh, my gosh. She was 18, and while we were out there, she turned 19. hmm Yes, yes, I remember now, because the drinking age in Japan is 20, and it was like, oh, can't buy you your first drink, but oh, oh well. Oh,
0: just missed out.
1: <laughs> yeah, but she also is like... Uh, has no interest in that. Like, okay, cool. which is probably good, you know? Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but she like loves anime, loves cosplay, loves arcade games. Um, like, yeah, has a lot of games that she plays. Um, so when I got out there with her qu- quickly realized like, Oh, Brynn just wants to like hang out in an arcade all day. Yeah. That's like, seriously what she wants to do. And then maybe we'll go to like Harajuku and look at like cosplay outfits or like go to an anime cafe. And she's like, I'm good. And then I'm more like, shouldn't we go to these like historical landmarks? And, look <laughs> <around?"> <laughs> and she's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. So like we, you know, we found a balance of like, oh, okay, nice. you know, yeah. Um, so and just you two, I, right? It was just us two. And then we took the bullet train down to Osaka and Kyoto and Nara and my dad and his um, his wife uh, came with like met up with us because they live in Okinawa, Japan, which is like a small island at the bottom of Japan. So they just like flew up and then spent like maybe like five days with us and we hung out around there and then we bullet trained back to Tokyo, did a day at like Disney Sea and then flew home. That's so,
0: how long were you there total? Because it sounds like such a blast.
1: Yeah, I was there two weeks and I think that was like a great chunk of time. Nice. Um, and I think you could like get a good taste of it in like 10 days maybe, especially okay. if you do the bullet train and like you can like hop around. I mean, it's crazy like how fast the bullet train is and you're like, oh, I'm like almost like on the other side of the island in no time. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I definitely want to go back because there are like lots of other cities we didn't go to. And it was just like one of the best experiences I had, like just being in a different country and being like, oh, this is how they live. And totally. there's some things they're doing really well. Like, yeah.
0: oh, my gosh. Like, <laughs> Why can't we have
1: some of this? <laughs> yeah. I mean, at least a low crime rate, please. Please. Uh, Please. Is that so hard to ask? Um, But I mean, the fact that going like, I mean, there were tons of arcades that were like six to eight stories. And that's crazy because Nickel City was like maybe the size of a party city. If I'm like being generous, you know, Mm -hmm. it was like one floor and like, you know. And no, yeah, yes. you
0: saying a party city does give me a very <laughs> good like idea because I've been in enough, and there's one nearby yeah. uh, that I've randomly had to go to a few times over the last few years. So I've got a really good idea for how big this I, is. I
1: was hoping that was a good example. Yeah. I'm like, I feel like that's good a store ball. that's always the same mm-hmm. size, you know. And if it goes out of business, maybe an arcade. will It's kind
0: of like uh, if you were to be like. Uh, like, it's the size of an in and out because they're all the same exact size, yes. which yes. I hadn't been to one in years, but I just went on a little road trip this last weekend and oh, cool. did eat it. And I was like, oh, this is the same exact structure as every in and out I've ever been
1: in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's wild how, like, yeah, corporations or franchises are like, it must look the same and taste the same so everyone feels comfortable. You yeah. know, like, they've done studies to be like <laughs> – you know, you want Target to look the same. Like, I've gone to grocery stores where I'm like, wait, why is the bread over here? I yeah. don't like that. <laughs> <This> is <laughs> why wrong. is it in an aisle? It needs to be at the end. Uh, totally. Yeah, so.
0: um, sorry to interrupt you, but that was a... No, per- no, no. Party City was a perfect <laughs> pool. So that's about how Thank big you. Nickel City was.
1: Yeah, gotcha. yeah. So it's like, it feels big. But then when you go to Japan and they're like, no, 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 no. This is an entire building that and it and it's organized in a way that like makes sense. It's like all the fighting games is on one level. Okay. You know, all the prize winning games is on a level. Um music games, gambling is on one level where nice. they're like you got to be over like I'm guessing 20. I'm not sure what the gambling yeah. age is there, but and that's the <laughs> that's also the level where you can just smoke inside. Like okay. they're a little more lax about smoking out there. Um and yeah, yeah. So I was just like was like, okay, this is what Bryn wants to do. Like, you yes. know, so um I gotta I gotta figure out what I wanna do. Like and so I was like trying out different games. Mm-hmm. And then when I saw the Taiko game, I was like, Oh, this is this is very fun. And then anytime Bryn wanted to go to an arcade, she was like, you know, we can go and you could play the drum game. And, like, <laughs> and I'm like, twist my arm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Gosh. Um yeah. So that, that was kind of like a good chunk of my Tokyo experience along with then dragging her around to like temples and, you know, scenes of the The historical stuff thing. you gotta see. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> that's very fun. So what was it about the game that, I mean, it could be, I'm assuming some similar stuff was why you liked other rhythm games, but mm-hmm. what stuck out to you about Taiko and what made you want to keep playing it while you were there?
1: Yeah, I think... um usually the taiko game was like not on the same level as the music oh interesting which is interesting but it was because like the music games looked more sleek more like maybe almost like dj equipment like that was kind of the aesthetic but then if you look at the taiko game it's very like loud almost like pokemon like yes animal crossing if you will like bright colored and then you just see these two drums and then like the sticks like hanging in their little like pocket and I yeah I think I just like kind of clocked it and like immediately like felt like I was like Nickel City but this was you know a Japanese game. And uh yeah, I just, I just tried it out. And it, again, was a little bit more intuitive to play of like, mm-hmm. and they can you can easily like walk through a very fast tutorial that's like, Oh, good. When it's this color, you know, do your right hand or do your left hand. Mm. Um And even if it is in a different language, it's like, you can kind of understand it where there were times where we were trying to play games. And like, <sighs> we both like have a basic understanding of japanese and like Mm -hmm. can read it a little bit but then there would be like stuff where it was like the kanji we didn't know so then we're like maybe it's this button and then it just wouldn't work um but i think because taiko is a little bit more like eh, you know my some people might be like it's for babies or whatever yes but you know, you can be really good at it and not be a baby, okay? Uh yeah, but all
0: you jerks listen. Yeah, you jerks. Here.
1: Yeah. Games for babies means you can learn to play it really quickly baby and have games fun. are great. Yeah. Um, so I think that's why it was fun. And then yeah, again, it's like getting to pick different songs and yeah. I really like listening. To like J pop, and mm. um, so that was like pleasing to be like, Oh, this is a cool song, or I recognize this, or this is new, and this sounds really cool. Um, and drum along to it,
0: that's great. Uh, if you were to guess, how many times do you think that you like played a machine while you were there, like a taiko machine? Was it like once or twice that you did it,
1: or mm. no, a- it was probably more than that. I feel like awesome. that. And then I had one night where I was like really into claw machines and I like won a couple, like I won some Kirby's Ooh. and then I, yeah, and I won like a big stuffy that I was very excited about. And then I'm like, wait, now I have to carry this around <laughs> for 10 days. Or
0: get it back.
1: Yeah. 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 yeah I flew it back. Um, but now that it's here, it's good. Uh, but yeah, I'd say like claw machines and Tycho, I played a ton. And, yeah, it was just a game I went back to a lot mm-hmm. where other games I would try maybe once or twice and then be like, oh, this is too hard, or um, this is good, but it's not as fun as the Taiko game where it was just very fun.
0: Yeah. Um, do you have any recollection of, like, when you were playing this game, any uh, songs that you were particularly into? Do you remember... Like getting better at the game as you were there. I was. Mm-hmm. I'd love to hear about a little more about that experience.
1: Yeah. Um. I mean. Yeah. I think I like game or I like songs that are more like <laughs> they just like make you feel happy. It's like a little bit more like the tempo is like da 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 yeah. da 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 da. Like I. That's kind of like my favorite genre of like the game. But you could find different ones, and there were definitely like. Hardcore like rock or heavy metal if you sure. wanted to. And I'd be like, eh, no thanks. I want like <laughs> the sunshine songs. Um and yeah, I'd say towards the end I might be like, okay, I'm I'm feeling a little sassy. I'll try to go up to like intermediate and see how that works out. Yeah. Um so I definitely was getting the hang of it. And there is like a part of me that's like, should I invest in like the drum? Like console for Switch and just like play it out here, and then one day when I get to go back to Japan, then I'll be like shredding out there. <laughs> You'll have
0: full, leveled up fully. Uh, mm-hmm. This is off topic to your experience there and uh, that time. Have you seen this at any arcade out here? Because it's something that I would kind of want to seek out and try myself. It looked that fun.
1: Yeah. Ooh, that's. Could I feel just like that's, Google it. Yeah, I. I was watching like videos earlier um, on YouTube and like they seem like they have branched out, like, but the video I was watching was it was a couple in New Zealand and they found it in an arcade. (laughs) Um, So that's way too far. But uh, I feel like I should text Brynn and be like, is it out here anywhere? Um, Yes. I wouldn't be surprised, like maybe going down to Little Tokyo and walking around there because there are like... There is, like, a little arcade section in one of the malls. You have to, yeah. like, like kind of walk around, and then you'll, like, find it. So it might, it might be there. Okay, worth um, checking
0: for sure. I, yeah. I, I haven't spent a ton of time in arcades out here, but I know of a couple. There's a big one in Burbank, I forget the name of, but maybe I, w- I might maybe. search there too. Yeah. Um, it's, like, in a mall <laughs> there. <laughs> um, okay, uh, b- back to your... Uh, your your experience with this game there or just like your time in general. I kind of want to get into any like some trip stuff if you don't mm-hmm. mind. Do you have uh any like s- memories just from this trip or even at the arcades that really stuck mm-hmm. out to you? I'd love to hear about either.
1: Yeah, um well in general, I mean, this is just a me coming on and being like, "Oh, I'm going to talk about a Japanese game." is like I everyone should go to Japan and yeah. in general, like just travel as much as you can. Uh, hopefully it'll get easier as things get safer. Yeah. Um, But some things that like blew my mind in Japan is like 7-Eleven isn't gross there. It's actually like <laughs> super nice and yeah. like they restock like two, three times a day. So like you could easily go in and like get like rice balls or like super fresh food. And just throw it in your bag and then you can like go hike or be a tourist and then you just like have some food like Ooh. at your disposal and it's like so cool and like it's just like I come back here and I look at 7-Eleven and it just makes me sad. I'm like, you could be so much better. <laughs>
0: oh, gosh, 7-Eleven not living up to its potential. Uh mm-hmm. Yeah, and trust me, I have uh, frequented my share of 7 but <laughs> yeah. I can confirm that... They're nasty. And sometimes I like the nasty, but uh, having like the experience you're talking about, that sounds awesome.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Like as a kid, I'm like, oh, I love a Slurpee. Like I would go in there and grab stuff. But now, after seeing, like, I don't know, like even the 7 Elevens here now, they all smell the same. And I don't know why. It's almost like like a food
0: that cooks there, like the hot dogs that's rolling all day. Yeah.
1: It kind of has like a, Burnt plastic smell. I don't know. And that's not appealing to you? No. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm just like, why did you pick this smell? Like, you know, Subway, at least it's like, they're like, we're going to smell like this fake bread, you know? 7 Eleven, like, smell like raspberries or something. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Um, Uh, You hear that, 7 Eleven? Change your, choose a different smell uh, that is obviously a choice of yours. Uh, Yeah. Step it up. (laughs) that's so funny so sorry I interrupted you just talking about uh your trip there
1: oh no 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 it's okay um but yeah uh I mean yeah I think like just walking around I mean in general I love going somewhere and like finding a little neighborhood to walk around and just kind of pretend like what would it be like if I lived here like if I was just like Taking this day for granted, mm-hmm. you know, taking this life for granted of like, oh, I got to go to work. I got to, <laughs> oh, <gosh, laughs> yeah, I guess yeah. I just want to like mope around a little neighborhood. And then that's like, feels like authentic to me or something. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I mean, other things that like stuck out to me was like, obviously the vending machines are really cool. Um, there's these things called onsens, which are like spas or bathhouses, mm. and, Um, you go there and you like, yeah, you have to like get completely naked and then you go and you like take a little shower to get clean and then you're allowed to like go in all these like different spas or, um, like saunas and like just chill and it's like really comfortable. And like, I, people say we spas kind of like it, but, um, if, yeah, I, I don't know. I think that's like an American thing I'd recommend is like go to an onsen that like obviously welcomes american tourists cuz i think sometimes uh the culture can be like no tourists please yes yeah <laughs> like there were some restaurants i saw that was like like only come in if you speak really good japanese like gotcha. they're like we can't be bothered you know yeah. um but yeah uh but i'd say like if you find like a welcoming onsen i w- onsen i would like recommend to go cuz i think it is like a very like not American thing to do and it's just like you know it's just like learning a different way to like be like oh life could be like this like hang out at bathhouses, (laughs) not like a creepy way but like you just feel great afterwards it's like very refreshing and like relaxing um and yeah I, I I don't know like I hope to go to more countries and like just experience like yeah it was just ways of living and stuff um i think it's really cool and it, you know unfortunately with the pandemic and everything like japan hasn't fully reopened mm-hmm. they're like now getting to a point where um if you go with like a guided tour they'll let you like come mm-hmm. in but there's a lot of strict rules I was even reading today like if they take you to a restaurant, they might have like designated tables for you to sit at. Oh yeah. <laughs> they're like, these are the tourist tables. Cause they're just like, you know, worried that we're going to, you know, bring, bring COVID everywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. so still kind of holding out for like one day when it's safe to like be able to go and like freely, like move about the country and, You know, because I don't think we're going to find any tour groups that are like, yeah, we'll hang out at arcades like for an hour every day.
0: (laughs) Doing like what you want to do. That's that is very true. There's no that's funny. But that would be great.
1: Yeah. Oh, and I should also mention in Tokyo, there's a huge Pokemon store.
0: Oh, yeah. Now we're talking. It's
1: so cool. So cute. Try not to spend all your money there. Have you
0: told Brian all about this? And is he like, I have to go someday?
1: Yeah, I think that's like (laughs) the one thing where he's like, I want to go to Japan. But I know like stop one, we got to go to the Pokemon store. Yeah, Yeah, Um, that's so good. Yeah. And like a really cute like gift I was able to bring back for some friends and family was like a little Pokeball and you don't know what plushie you're going to get and you open it. And it was, like, such good quality, too, which was, like, very pleasing. Like, I feel like I only paid, like, probably around, like, five to eight dollars. You know, which, I mean, maybe is a little pricey, but I could just see paying that in the U.S. and it being bad, you know? 20 bucks
0: at the minimum, (laughs) if not more.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, like, the quality and things is just, like, it's better. There's, I mean, uh, yeah, part of Japanese culture is, like, take pride in in your work so it's yeah. like no one's no one's cutting corners really yeah. and i'm um, disney sees a another really cool example and if you watch uh the disney plus documentary it's all about building different like theme parks mm-hmm. and there's one episode on disney sea and it was basically japan being like we want to bring disney how much do we have to pay you to like able to bring it but we want to make it the way we want to make it yeah and so as they were building it you know they were like oh yeah in america they would be like you know okay put some tile here and it's like what kind of tile do you want it's like i don't know get tile and put it down like okay in japan they were like order us 50 samples of tile and we are really going to deeply think about this Mm -hmm. and then we will decide on like what we think is best and walking around that park there's just like an insane attention to detail that I thought Disneyland had, yeah. but Disney Sea like, blew it out of the water. Wow. Um, yeah, so the documentary is just talking about, like, how much thought they put into making a really great park, which is – it says a lot about the culture, too, when you walk around.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's – now I'm really curious to see what that's like, too. Uh, mm-hmm. That's so cool. Um, well, is there – is there anything As it it kind of feels like we're sort of reaching the end of our chat here, but is there anything about your experience there, whether it's a specific moment that you all had or something, uh, or like a detail that you didn't get to share quite Mm. yet?
1: Um, uh, I mean, I will say next time I go, I hope, to go to the Universal Studios in Osaka, which has, yeah. like, Nintendo Land. Um, oh, yes. That just opened up, like, I want to say last year, maybe? I think, I think um, it did, yeah. Yeah, so I've watched some videos of them walking through it and all the thought they've put into that, uh, which seems way, way cool.
0: I bet it will be cooler than the one that's opening here next year. Uh, if, if it's 100%. anything like what you're describing for Sea, I think it will be <laughs>
1: Yeah, and for anyone that's been to Universal Studios, uh you'll know what we're talking about. Yeah. Um
0: cool. Well, would you mind before we move on to a couple of post show segments, would you just put a bow on what place uh Tyco Master held for you?
1: Yeah. Um I think it I think it held like a place of like connecting with my cousin. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and uh yeah just finding like I think originally being like oh man I gotta be at arcades the whole time I'm in Japan and then being like oh but this game's really cool and I am getting a great taste for yes you know being what it's like to live in Japan um especially when it got to the point where we started seeing like kids getting off school and like walking into the arcade and being like oh this is part of their daily life is like now we go to the arcade and play for like an hour and then we'll go do our homework and stuff and watching them like dance on like the dancing games and being like yeah this is insane uh I have a video of my cousin like kind of learning a game and then the guy oh. next to her is like essentially doing like backflips and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty great
0: That's cool. Well, um, even though we're not fully done with the episode, uh, Cassie, thank you so much for coming on to talk about uh, Taiko and and your experience uh, in Japan with your cousin. That's so cool, and it was so fun to hear uh, some really great details from you uh, and memories. Um, But I'll lead us into a couple of post-show segments, the first of which is the Fact Me by Your Game segment. Now, I'm actually doing something a little different here from the normal uh, trivia and facts and stuff that I'll share about a game that a guest will bring on. I just have a video to show you. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to literally drop a video in chat. And when you're ready, feel free to watch it. For the listener, Mm -hmm. what I'm about to show Cassie is one of the craziest things I've ever seen. It's uh, (laughs) it's a video by – let me make sure I get the YouTube channel correct, and I'll put a link in the show notes so you can watch it too, listener – um, uh, but essentially it is of this little boy in Japan who's seven years old, I guess. Uh, uh this is from the, the, I don't know anything about this channel, but it's called Cult Cabana, but it's one <laughs> of the most amazing things I've seen. It's two minutes, but feel free to just watch it for as long right. as you want. Um, whenever you're ready.
1: Okay. I'm clicking on it now. I'm so excited. Oh, got an ad. Oh, you
0: got an ad. Oh, shucks. What was the ad for?
1: Here we go. Okay.
0: I'm going to start it, too, because I might as well. Yes. (laughs) Oh, it's because it starts with just the guys from the channel, like, trying their best, and then it's the kid.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. He's so good.
0: Yeah, it's absolutely... It's absolute insanity. He's playing he's the fastest just, thing I've ever seen in my life. Like the notes almost don't leave space between them to to change.
1: Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and this must be
0: truly one of those kids who goes there every day or went there every day. This is from 2018 mm-hmm. um, and does this. And also it's cool because this gives, will give the listener a really good idea of what it looks like in the arcade. Um of course, there's been many machines. I don't know which one this is, but you can see the big Tycho drums. You know what's interesting to me? Mm-hmm. No, looking at this is that those drums. If if this was in the U.S., those drumsticks would be on like little leashes. Yes. Attached, but that is a loose drumstick right there.
1: That it's like, why would you? Why would you steal them? You yeah. know, it's kind of like when you go to an American arcade and you're like, why did someone take this? Like, why did someone rip this off this chain and take this?
0: why yes in fact i think even the sticks have a specific name that i don't have uh right in front of me now but
1: and this video is a good example of like you could see that there's like claw machines around him too Mm -hmm. so like again this is not um the music level that i was talking about i will find it. A picture and send to you if you want to, like, share on social media so people could see the difference of, like, yes, this game is, like, you know, more like a baby game, if you will. And then there will be, like, the very cool, like, musician, like, level. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You mentioned part of that
0: probably had to do with the music, but also the, like, animation that's on the screen at the time. And it Mm -hmm. does look like, as much as these, you know, they very much look like real drums. They're a little toyetic. In nature. Yes. So I, that probably leads to that too. Um mm-hmm. Well, so yeah, this is the first time I've had no facts and just shared a video, but I will I put it. a link in the show notes because that like kind of blew my mind yesterday. Um
1: Yeah. And I, again, I think, uh yeah, if you're a tourist in Japan, I would say as you're enjoying the arcade game, like stop and look around and just watch some other people play because yeah, you will see small children that are just like, so incredibly good. Um, and yeah, it's just like, it's just kind of part of growing up there is like, um, and again, like little kids will just walk there by themselves, play the game and then walk home and like, it's safe. And that's like, it's just very different. Um, what a dream. Yeah.
0: Gosh. Um, well, that'll do it for the Fact Me by Your Game segment,
1: which barely even
0: existed. Um and it'll lead us into the final one, the game recommendations. As you've uh, probably heard on the show before, Cassie, this is my forced tie-in to the movie, my connection to Call Me By Your Name, where mm-hmm. I'm gonna treat Tyco Drummaster as your army hammer, your passionate summer love from that movie. <laughs> and mm-hmm. these games will be recommendations based on different traits that he has, so potential new flings uh, for mm. you. Um the first game uh, is that if you want another rhythm game, but you want a little more RPG, I'll go ahead mm. and recommend Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories, which cool. was originally on the Game Boy Advance, but I think it's on – actually, it might be on Switch. It's on a ton of platforms now, but oh. uh, um, it's a, it's an RPG rhythm game. Um, That's cool. If, uh, yeah. Yeah. What were you going to say? I'm sorry.
1: Oh, uh, Kingdom Hearts has always been something I've wanted to play, and I've just never played. Because I, I think when it came out, it was on a different console than I had.
0: Yeah, um, I've had the same exact experience. I always thought it was cool, not because I was even into Disney so much, but I was like, mm-hmm. Disney and Final Fantasy? Yeah. What's happening? It um, is cool. Uh, so, there's, so that's the first recommendation. Mm-hmm. The second one is if, like, you know, you're liking... Your drum master game, but you need a little more Nintendo. I'll recommend a very easy one. That's Donkey Konga, one of the games you do play with the bongos. Um, so fun. Different, but hey, if you need, if you're missing some Nintendo, then there you go. And then, lastly, is if you want a game where you are holding what you could maybe perceive as drumsticks and playing a rhythm-like game, but you want to do this in VR, I'll go mm. ahead and recommend Beat Saber. Um, Whoa, which is. If you've ever seen, like, a commercial for VR or people playing where they're, like, just <laughs> yeah. moving, waving their arms around, this is that game. Okay, uh, okay. Yeah. Really so popular. Is this,
1: is this, like, meta? I feel like I'm seeing the commercials now. Um, I think so. it's on,
0: like, every VR. This is, like, one of those sort of generic VR games that's uh, oh. on, it's, it was on the PlayStation VR. I'm sure it was on, like, Meta's Oculus um, mm-hmm. and probably other things, but... Uh, it's fun and ex- it's accessible too. I got to play it and I could do it. So I'm sure Ooh. you're a drum master. You probably can too.
1: <laughs> do you enjoy doing VR?
0: I have done for being someone who has made up about a quarter of their personality video games. Uh, mm-hmm. I have experienced so little VR, but it's intriguing to me and it's cool and it's only mm-hmm. getting the tech, it's only getting better. So I would it's, like to get more. Into yeah,
1: that. it's getting better. I feel like I got to try it out maybe 2017, 2018. And there was okay. a time where like going to conventions and everyone's like, please put this VR set on, check it out. Um, and yeah, the technology was like, this is cool, but it's not quite there yet. Yeah. So it's a little like, uh, it just feels a little disconcerting, you know, like of being like, okay, I know I'm in a room and there's people around me, but I can't see them. So I just have to look at this Jaguar coming yes. towards me. Or whatever.
0: Yeah, I think we are getting to a point where it is getting better and better and uh, more interesting because I kind of played it around the same time as you're referring to so Hmm. um anyway uh that'll (laughs) do it for the game recommendations again I'll list them off we have uh, Kingdom Hearts, Chain of Memories, Donkey Konga and Beat Saber um That'll do it for that segment, and that will actually bring us to the end of the show. Uh, So on the way out, um, before we uh, plug stuff and, again, plug whatever you'd like, thanks again for taking the time to do this, Cassie. This was really fun to get to chat and catch up for a little bit.
1: Yeah, likewise. This was so fun, and I'm definitely going to keep those recommendations in mind.
0: Awesome. I love it. God, it's all I ever want to hear out of a guest. (laughs) Um, I truly could never care if anyone forgot about them at all uh, because they're just fun. But um, on the way out, what do you want to plug? Uh, is there anything that you want people to keep their eyes on? Anything for you? I, I'd As much or as little as you'd like?
1: Yeah. I mean, I feel like you're always welcome to follow me on Instagram at Cassie Jerkins. And uh, that's kind of where I like announce things. Um, yeah. So killer follow me there
0: <laughs> awesome I'll put a link to your uh Instagram in the show notes and a link to stories but shorter
1: yay the
0: podcast that we talked about a lot much earlier in the show um it's really great so be sure to check it out um and uh yeah thank you again I'll go ahead and uh just close this out with some plugs of my own uh the show art for Call Me By Your Game is done by Glenn J. You can find him and all the other great stuff he does on Instagram at Glenn with two N's dot J-A-Y. Uh, of course, the show is produced by Jeremy Schmidt. You should check out his show, Video Games, a comedy show. Um, I'm on social media at Connor underscore McCabe. And again, consider supporting us on Patreon. If you like this show and you like my uh, perspective on games or you want to uh, just check out what we have there... Um, consider supporting us even if it's just for a month. We're at patreon.com/supernpcradio. You not only get a monthly version of this show, the co-op episode where I have a group of people on to discuss uh game in more of a round table style uh setting as opposed to this like uh intimate interview that I do on the regular version. We do we're doing a games games club uh throughout the year. We just finished our metal gear solid games club and for the second half we'll be getting into uh the donkey kong games club where we cover eight to nine donkey kong games there um we have uh the bonk boys which is a a bi-monthly video game movie and a music episode or episodes that are there and a ton more um but that'll do it for this episode of call me by your game and we will see you on the next one